fear is the main activator of your character effects. Yeah. So what jumpstarts your character effects is the basis of anxiety or fear. That you're going to lose what you have and not get what you want, however you want to uh, describe it. But basically, that Petri dish allows the defects of character to grow. Yeah? And then, that's all he says in that statement, but then if you add to it both ways, you can go, well, what happens with the, when the defects of character get get uh, activated? Then the thought system starts getting agitated, and it starts telling me that person is fucking with me, or somehow it's another, it's now coloring in the perceptions, the distorted perceptions, it's making a story out of it, and usually I take it to be so, so then a decision's made, yeah? I say, that guy is screwing with me, I'm going to do something about it. Now, the guy hasn't even thought about me, maybe, but now he's my arch enemy, so to speak. And so when, I, when that happens, I, start, I make a decision, I'm going to do something about it, and so an action occurs. Yeah. So that action occurs, produces consequences, which I'm usually embroiled in. Yeah. And then maybe other people get embroiled in it, and sometimes, after the flurry of the head and the emotion and the misperception dies down, the consequences have life, yeah? You've got to go to court now for the next six months, you know, things happen. They find life here, yeah? You had, oh, I was really pissed off from like 2 o'clock to 2.5, now I'm paying for the next year because I acted out from that being pissed off, yeah? So it's not a really good deal, you know? <laughs> That's what used to happen to me a lot. The consequences really had a lot of time in them. And like the the explosion was very quick, it, but then the after effects were really really long. Okay, so you can see it, right? So the fear is supposed to, is like the petri dish or the activator of character defects. So let's say jealousy, maybe you want to call one of that self-centeredness, paranoia, thinking people are out to get you, low self-esteem, all these little little they're like mutated mental ideas that have found life. In, in the petri dish of our condition. <laughs> They're finding a lot of room to express themselves, and they are, to us, yeah. <laughs> and they spawn other defects, and then there's a huge, you've got a huge population of all this stuff that's crowding your life. So, all right, so, the, the defects of character, let's say jealous, you know, so I'm jealous, I'm, and I'm thinking my girlfriend may be doing something, you know. Now, I, didn't, I would never think of that as long as she was just my gr- the girlfriend, but when I became my girlfriend, I feel like I need, it's like a piece, a piece of property. I have the right to survey what's going on with my property, make sure my property property's behaving as my property should behave. Yeah? You've got to see the mind, the mind, the idea of being the one who owns it or has it. Yeah, that's where a lot of meanings comes from. So, all right, so now... The defect of character, let's say jealousy. So what happens is I, my mind starts thinking someone's, you know, my girlfriend's screwing with somebody. I'm trying to break into her email and make see who she's been connecting to or whatever. I'm driving around her house. You know, it's starting to get extreme. And then I'm up on stalking charges like a month later. Yeah? So that would be, there was the fear, activated the character defect. So the jealousy was latently there, but it needed, it got a boost yeah, by the mind, and now it found expression through me. Yeah, there was just a possibility, just like all the other. There's so many possibilities that you are uh, that aren't being entertained. That you don't know how lucky you are. That a lot of that stuff that's there 
hasn't found expression through you. <laughs> because some people, they're like a giant conduit for it, and all their day is fucking reaped with havoc and shit. Yeah? <laughs> a lot. Seriously, I was like that. Yeah? I mean, what I go through in five years now, I went used to go through in about an hour every day. The first hour I was up, the amount of anxiety I had in five years I used to have at just when I woke up. You know, I mean, it was extreme. <laughs> that Petri dish was like a popcorn maker. It was popping up more mutated defects of character I couldn't even, never even know I possibly could ever have, you know? So, so there's this consequences occur. And then you get stuck with the consequences in a way. Either you've got to avoid them or deny them. Somehow there's going to be a lot of reaction from where you are based on the consequences. Maybe you can say fight or flight, you know, but there's going to be a reaction. And so what occurs is this loop gets reinvigorated because you're still rooted in that fear. Yeah? So the fear is still uh, coloring your perceptions and they're distorted and then your thoughts are being agitated by, by that insecurity. Like, what could possibly happen to me? It's like, it's like a flurry of like a beehive getting really agitated. Spinning around, ready to they'll sting anyone that comes close to them. Yeah? This is what's going on. Okay, so now people believe that, if you had that experience, you can watch it, you can see the whole format. And then all you need is to take a couple of your experiences during the day, take this thing we just explained as a template, put it on there, and you'll see that's basically what's going on, like all, a lot of the time. So let's take it back, which is what AA always does, is takes everything back, and sort of like in the inventory, Everyone who's at a bar tonight knows why they're mad and who they're mad at. They're all in the first two columns, but they get no relief from it. That's why they have to drink alcohol to get relief, because they never get to the fourth column to see their role in it. Yeah? So we're going to take back, all right, so I don't believe fear is the main activator. I think fear is being activated by something. Yeah. This is important, if you want to get it back, because the relief isn't going out that way, it's going back, in a sense. There's no out and back, but that feeling is basically going from whence everything comes, instead of trying to find from where everything comes in the coming and going. It's much better to see your role in everything here. It's just clearer. It's a huge opportunity for freedom. All right, so what's causing, possibly causing the fear? Yeah. What's the Petri dish for the fear? Well, Bill W. answers it for us, the co-founder of Recovery. In the book, he says, why are you in so much fear today? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's not specify what kind of fear, or all the different mutated hybrids of fear. Just, he's asked, saying, basically, in one huge umbrella, why are you in so much fear today? Whatever that fear looks like, or what it's about, it doesn't matter. But the, the feeling that you were going through, let's say, this weekend, yeah, why are you in it? All right, so everyone can start thinking, which is probably part of the problem, so it's best not to. He said, he answers this, the question himself. He says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Aha, now we're getting to the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah? Fear is not the exact nature of the wrong. That's why you're not getting lasting relief. The exact nature of the wrong is reliance on something that's unreliable. What else would it provoke but anxiety and fear? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I, if I, if someone, I was expecting or hoping someone was going to pick me up who, who has failed to pick me up like five out of the last six times, I'd probably be anxious about if they were going to pick me up that day. 
Like I used to always ask this one guy to give me a ride to the airport, and it just so happened every night I had to get to the airport, he'd go out, and he'd never show up to pick me up. So it was a, a, a realistic expectation to be concerned if I asked him again, hey, maybe I should call him up, make sure, and then he wouldn't answer the phone, and then I'd know, and then I'd take a cab, you know. You know? <laughs> it would be obvious. So... When you're relying on something that's unreliable, what is going to be the effect of that? Well, what you what you seem to have gone through this weekend. There's going to be anxiety, usually based from what's not happening. Yeah. Just like tonight's a Wednesday night. It's very rarely the, a Wednesday night that screws with you on Wednesday night. It's usually Saturday and... 2009 Tuesday. Yeah, it's very rarely this night that's grooving with you. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's very difficult to get relief from Wednesday night. Yeah, because it's not from Wednesday night you're looking for relief. The relief is in Wednesday night. The relief is right now. If you could possibly be here now, which I believe is an impossibility not to be. You are here now, so there's no need to try to get here anymore. But if there was a recognition that you were here now, yeah, the Wednesday that you, you're entertaining the problem in would be the solution to what you're entertaining. Yeah, because it's not happening in Wednesday. It's happening last week or five years from now. How are you going to get relief from some phantom cause when the... <laughs> How are you going to get relief from what's not happening by dealing with it as if it's happening? There's no way. The whole point is, if you were here, you would have immunity to there and then. I'm serious. And I'm saying you cannot not be here. This is the only place you are. I don't care how much you're up your ass yourself, you're still here. <laughs> so, all right, reliance on self, then, is the activator, the chief activator of fear. The fear then activates the, the uh, character defects. The character defects activate a decision, a very skewed one, usually. You're not seeing things clearly, but you're going to act very, very... Uh, defiantly. <laughs> you're going to have such an assuredness that that guy's fucking with you. You're going to attack that situation with that surety and it's not based on any fucking reality. Yeah. So, alright, so the consequences produce a decision. Decision produces a behavior. The behavior produces a consequence. You fucking probably don't like the consequence, but you go back and rely on the same thing, self, which is the unreality, un that's totally unreliable, which is going to father and mother the fear, and the fear is going to activate this and this, and you're going to be in an incredible loop, yeah? And you're going to want relief from that loop, you know? And if it's drinking or using or shopping, you're going to freaking do it. You're going to be almost compelled to do that. You're going to be compelled to try to distract yourself because you feel like you're caught in a loop, which you seemingly are. But the beautiful news is it can only reach the level of seemingly so. It can't be so, but it can appear to be so to you. And when it appears to be so to you, it's about it's like the best reality there is here. <laughs> because you believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so the solution is right where the seeming problem is. Yeah. Right where you are, you're the solution. Like when people say the solution has nothing to do with the problem, I beg to differ. 
It has a huge problem. It has a huge part of it. The only reason why there seems to be per- the problem is because of a skewed way the solution is looking at things. Yeah? The solution is now become the problem. The mind relying on self now becomes the active problem or the active dis-ease or the irritability or restlessness. What else is fueling? What else could give reality to something that's not real but reality itself? How can something that's not happening seem to have such a huge effect on us? Unless it's, unless what affects everything is entertaining it to be so. Wow, me, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, go to the root. Go to the exact nature of the wrong. It doesn't say go to the vicinity of the nature of the wrong. It goes to the exact nature of the wrong. He describes it very clearly. Most people think it's fear. I, I'm living a fear-based life, but you're not living a fear-based life. You're, you're living an interpretation of a self-based life. Yeah? The idea of being a self is what's promoting and producing the, uh, this giant, giant Petri dish so fear can be cooked up all the time. Yeah? Based on how you think, how you see things, how you react to things. Yeah? Of course, that's, that's like the exhaust pipe of the production system. The, the exhaust pipe is fear. That's what. That's like the pollutant. But that's not what's being... The fear isn't causing it. It's caused by the engine of selfing. The engine of self-seeking and frightenedness. The engine of selfishness. The engine of identify, identification as something that you're not. That's what's churning out the pollution that we're joking on all day. Yeah? We're breathing our own atmosphere, in a sense. We're the factory, in a way. We're producing the, we're producing the stench coming out of the pipes. And yet we, then we want to find relief or seek solace or seek uh, shelter, but we, take, we go to the problem itself for a solution. And it's going to offer you many, many, many solutions. But none of them are going to actually point to the real problem. Yeah? Or they haven't yet. So then all your solutions will be very temporary, and yet what the longest lasting event, seeming event of your life will be the problems that keep happening. <laughs> you'll have an irritability, restlessness, and discontent as your baseline, and then you'll be trying to strive to get at least a modicum of peace and relaxation, however you can. Yeah? Instead of having your mind flip over by realizing the failed system that it's, that it's recognizing itself as, self, yeah? waking up to that, as soon as it sees that as not it, it can entertain, I can be free of it. Not free as it anymore, which is a form of slavery, but free from it. And it doesn't take any time to be free from something that's imaginary. Not one second. You're not, this isn't, oh, I've made a decision to be free from self, and now I've got to take an 8,000 mile journey to get to the freedom from self. No, the freedom from self is exactly that, freedom from self. And, and it's assured because you're not bound to self. It only can seem to be so to you. Yeah? It can only appear to be true or false to you. So the solution isn't like after you wake up to unbonded to the idea of self, it's prior to it. It's that you realize that's an impossibility. There's no way in freaking hell that I'm a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? Or a mental, physical hybrid. And so then, all the absurdities stop. You stop feeding them your interest and attention, your belief in them, and therefore, they're 
ability to influence you wanes greatly because it's your energy that they're using to influence you. Just like the Course in Miracles. Of, of, I can't even say what it is. It's a trippy book. It says it so beautifully in so many ways, but one of them it says, hey, you and I, you and I, you, all of us, y'all use and I, are the dreamer of the dream, yeah? Like this is like when you went to sleep last night. Last night I had this incredible dream. I was actually, Chris was in it, and we were doing, we were traveling around doing a talk, and we were in a nice location. It was much better than Chibos, and we were sitting around. And it was a really very, very uh, enjoyable dream that I had to entertain this morning before I got up. It was wonderful, yeah? It's just nice, all loving, and everyone's holding the space, stuff like that, yeah? But it's a dream, nonetheless, yeah? So you and I are the dreamer of the dream. You can almost construe this as, as a, 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 a better finance production than a dream you had at night. But it's, just, it's got the same quality of being a dream, yeah? So you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Try to follow this, because this is really... This puts like the horse before the car, yeah? This is what's important. You can't keep... If you're trying to deal... If you have a cold and you've taken it to be the flu, and you take all the flu medicine religiously, and you follow everything it says on the thing, you'll get a little bit of relief because the cold and flu have common symptoms, but not all of them. You're not going to have a radical relief because you're misdiagnosed. You don't have the freaking flu. You have a cold. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't truly happening. So the, to counteract it is not by doing a lot of other stuff. It's by just sitting with things as they are and finding out if they're so. Because all the time, since I was a kid, I tried to make things unreal that I thought were so real, yeah? By trying to make them unreal, they were as real as real could be. First time I ever grew up was in recovery, when I let things I was trying to avoid my whole life land on me, and then they showed me their true nature, which is their unreal. How did they have so much power over me by me trying to make them unreal? That's what gave them the reality. By me trying to make what was unreal unreal, they appeared to be freaking real to me. Yeah. By me trying to make, oh, this isn't happening like a defiant thing, but I really feel like it's happening. By trying to make it unreal, it's as real as real can be. When you give up acceptance in some levels, you just accept things as they are, then as they are, they're not. <laughs> That's what happens. And then, after a while, all these things you thought were so real, you see them as somewhat empty, but one thing is left, and that's what you are. Not the body, but what's looking out of the body. Yeah. That's the spirit. So, <clears throat> all right, so we went, where were we in this little course of information? Oh, we're the dreamer, you and I are dreaming, that we're, you and I are the dreamer of this dream, yeah? Now, we forgot, or I'd like to say it as we're, the, we're in the forgetting of, the, of that we're the dreamer of the dream. See? The, there's a statement. You and I are the dreamer of this dream. Yeah? But right now, we're in the forgetting of that bit of information. And in that, and so here's, this is another like sort of Petri dish. In forgetting that, what happens? What gets activated? Well, what gets activated is everything I dreamt I now give the power to affect me. Yeah. Because I forgot I'm the dreamer. I'm now taking myself to be the dreamt object. So, if there's a dreamt tiger there, 
I don't care how many times you tell me it's not real. If I'm taking myself to be real, that thing is real. When I wake up and I realize, hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm not real as this. I see the dream tiger as a dream tiger. Does it have any ability to affect me anymore? Of course not, because I, I, all of its real, real qualities have been dismissed by me suddenly seeing clearly. Yeah? All the real qualities I attributed to that tiger, which it could rip my throat out at any second, suddenly, not with any effort or, or, or long periods of time, immediately gets dismissed because I don't see it as real anymore. Yeah? So therefore, it doesn't provoke any anxiety or fear because the only thing that was provoking anxiety and fear was the reality I was giving the tiger. Now that that has been removed, yeah? Therefore, it has no way to provoke or agitate me anymore. So I now have an immunity. By how? What? How did it happen? Not by any yeoman's incredible spiritual metaphysical gymnastics of the dreamt object, but no, the mind realizing it's not this, therefore, that not being this is lent to everything else is given this, 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 this. Now you have a freedom from what? From the bondage of self. You have a freedom. And you don't even have it because you are it. You know, again, the language always puts us as a, as a something that's either going to have something or lose something. But this is prior to that. You are that. You can't have it and you can't lose it. Just like in recovery, it says you have it by giving it away. That's a form of having it, is by it being the expression of it. But you can't have it like a, a bit of clothing or some money in my wallet. You know, it doesn't work that way in this thing. Yeah? But, but what happens as soon as that starts getting entertained... What's going to happen? Well, the dream is going to freaking change quite a lot because the dreamer is shifting it. Yeah, it's going new, 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 new. And now it may be interested not so much in things all day, and, and this one crazy thing crowned me, it may lose interest in that. And what will happen? It's described in the big book. You will lose interest in the self and gain interest in others. You will stop looking at life and how you, what you can get from it, but see what you can contribute to it. And all this stuff that just happens, it's not like you did anything to produ produce it. That would actually screw it up. It's just a, the selfing that, that generating energy that's producing all the pollutants and all the pollution, yeah, stops it's factories, it's not producing as many products. The air gets better just over time. You know what I mean? You like to take wall walks now because now you're not coughing halfway through. You know what I mean? Things, you're now starting to uh, respond appropriately with, to things how they really are. So now you don't have to fight to get out of what's not happening. You see it as not happening. <laughs> I don't have to go into an imaginary place like a, one of those like the uh, those science fiction movies where they they go through some into another dimension to pull pull one of their lost compatriots back. You know, there's no you don't have to go you don't have to go in the past to get your intention and interest, nor to the future. <laughs> it's like right there, and now now those dogs don't hunt there anymore because there's nothing to fucking find. It's just embers of once where you were and then future fires ready to be set by your interest and attention in the future. <laughs> so now you have an immunity. So when you're in Saturday, you'll be in Saturday. And I'm telling you, Saturday's never the thing that's scaring you in Saturday. 
And then Saturday, we'll have an incredible amount of invitations, probably. And then you start being able to dance appropriately. Maybe there's nothing to do. Okay, we won't do much. You know? Someone calls me up, hey, can you look at this job? I have some painting to do. All right, call them back. Yeah, let's make I try to put it off as far as possible. But I go, check it out. Because the fruit are hanging low, it's time to pick them. You know? This power, you know, life wants me to maybe work, so all right, don't do that. Someone calls me up, hey, I, I really fucked up. I all right, fuck, drive there, you know, serve, do this and that. Now, you're just, in a sense, you're dancing with all the different partners of a day, yeah? You don't have to make them dance the way you want. You sort of, you, your feet are light enough to go with whatever's happening. It's very cool. And it's very rewarding. You're very satisfied and content, yeah? <laughs> It's really, and it, uh, it produces like a gratitude that's deeper than a fucking underground river in a way. You don't even recognize it as an experience anymore. It's just like a beating heart always in your life. Especially in the community of AA. I see people where I could be exactly where they are, but by the grace, but for the grace. And so I'm really appreciative of what's absent in this life, this experience. I'm really super appreciative of it. Yeah? And by that appreciation, that's like the that's like making love to what is in a way. You honor it. You recognize its invisible fingerprints on everything. And you see yeah, joys and wonder and all this stuff that you used to have when you were a kid pretty freely a lot of the time come back. They never went anywhere. They're just they were just sort of they were always latently available, but you weren't accessing them because you had a couple other little petri dishes, you know, self-centeredness, obsession with self, that were cooking up these other meals that had nothing to do with wonder and joy. They had nothing to do with freedom. They used freedom as another form of slavery. They used spiritual awakening to point out to you that you're not awake. Yeah, all these things that mean like like there's a great there's a word called enlightenment in spiritual terminology, which means in some in some uh, definitions the complete cessation of all suffering, like no more suffering ever, and really that there was never any suffering basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only complete cessation is that you realize there never was. But let's just say so. There's this idea of enlightenment, and I just did this tour. And there was a lot of very professional spiritual seekers coming to the talks there. So there's the word enlightenment. Now you would think that enlightenment would provoke something, if you entertained it, would provoke some of its qualities that it's meant to represent. But when the selfing claims it and, and gives meaning to enlightenment, it will use it to agitate the hell out of you, to find you at a, at, as, as a mistaken one, as a, something incomplete about you. It will invalidate every freaking moment. Yeah? Enlightenment. It's got this incredible meaning, but how it's twisted by the selfing is it's used to further the enslavement of you to an agitated mind. Yeah. Same thing with peace. There's no peace in time. There's no freaking peace. If you have, if you have been indoctrinated into time, which selfing is, if you're feeling peaceful Friday, you'll interrupt that parade by thinking, will I be here tomorrow? Yeah. Just like I said, people, they come to the meetings, oh, I really love these meetings, but when I go back to work on Monday, 
What's not happening always overrides what's happening in many people's lives. It's the, it's the dominant influence. Can you imagine that? To be in a life where the dominant influence isn't life. That the dominant influence is what's not happening. Can you imagine that? You'd want to get fucking out of that, that incredible vice. Yeah? You'd do almost anything. You'd watch a lousy movie you've seen five times already. You know? Just to distract yourself from the unbearability. Like, all this life is is about me, and yet I'm not even, never even here in the life I'm supposed to be in. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I did a cartoon once, I never put it anywhere, but I, I thought it was a good idea where there was a, 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 bit, a flatbed pickup with this wooden slap uh, side so you could you could put cows up there. So there's all these cows in there and there's a, on the side of the car door, the truck door would be Mike's meat packing plant. Yeah, so, and they're, and they're driving to their end and then everyone's there and then there's one cow like this and underneath would be the awakened one. <laughs> the one cow knew what was fucking going on. <laughs> all the other cows <laughs> and then the one cow realized it. That's, a, that's where the infinite possibility lies is when you wake up. That's when it starts. That's when what is seemingly not there becomes ever-presently influential in your life. When no-thingness has, starts having the biggest influence than what's not happening. Much bigger influence than it. Because now you're rooted right here. Right in this moment. And your interested attention is right here, right at this moment, and it's enriching your lives and usually the people around you. Because now you're present. Yeah. You're just admitting the fact that's always been the case. You just finally gave up the freaking ghosts, you know? And and then that's what happens. All the cards come get brought back. It's not you as the dealer. The dealer takes them, shuffles them again, and the whole deck is changed, yeah? The game goes much smoother, much more smoother. So... There is a possibility of being freed from the bondage of self. I believe most of us are identified as a self. You know, we're taking ourselves to be what you would call long-lasting, meaning something that's projected like Turkish taffy pulled in time. Long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You know, a thing amongst other things. You know, separate from all the other things. Separate from no thing. Just a thing, an island unto itself, yeah? All the thoughts are my thoughts, all the feelings are only mine, no one has them, no one has my thoughts, no one has my reactions to life, no one has this, no one has that. I'm the only one, yeah? This is called the sense of being a self, yeah? It's not just a thought, it's a feeling. The thoughts generate the feeling. The thoughts play a big role in, in the feeling being generated quite a lot. Because they, it can't generate itself. You're not a self. So self can't put out a perfume or a scent because it's not blooming. It's a fucking like a paper rose, yeah? But there's a lot of thoughts about the rose. There's a lot of pointing to the rose as the one that's smelling and the one that has the scent. A lot of inference that there's a living rose. But in fact, there isn't. It's an idea that we grew into, and therefore we can grow out of it. Yeah? The mind grew into it, and the mind can grow out of it. The biggest dilemma I've seen with it, the idea of growing out of it, is when the mind believes it's grown into it, 
It's going to, what it's grown into, it's going to try to leave as that. You're going to fall under that axiom of self can't get out of self. That's like the secondary lock. Yeah? You may have a desire to get out of it, but you're going to try to get out of it as the thing that seems to be in it. That doesn't work. Self is not going to get out of self. It's just not going to happen. No way. Yeah? So that's it. So if you realize that, the answer isn't after the problem, it's prior to the problem. Yeah? In other words, the bondage of self, the relief doesn't come from being freed from the bondage of self. The freedom comes from realizing there was never a you to be bonded to self. The idea of the one who is bonded is the product of self. Yeah? And then the, the idea of being one who wants to be free is also the product of self. You're prior to that. You're not a one in, in, in a field of many. You are the one, let's say. Yes? There's only mind here, and you are of that nature. It's not of a thing, it's not separate, it's not independent, it's not an entity. And it's definitely not long-lasting. It's forever. So, so if, even if your mind shifts a little bit, the difference will be gigantic. You cannot believe what a tiny little calibration change in mind can produce. Because it will geometrically progress in your life, your life story called you and time and space. Yeah? It's that, that one little possibility will unfold in millions and millions and millions and millions of influential events. Yeah. From that one seed, all seeds get germinated. So. And all you need is your interest and attention to water it. It's already there. But your interest and attention is up the ass of self, pretty much. So now you're, you're enslaved to be interested in attending to its reality, which is time. Its, its dominant value is what's not happening. Yeah. And its center of attention is you as an action figure. A very flawed one at that. You know? So you're going to be like an urban renewal project your whole life. As long as it's taken to be you, you're going to find fault in it, for sure. And what does fault do? It activates a desire to have to change. The change is self-seeking to change. It's just another fucking round of slavery. On and on and on and on and on. It goes... Yeah. Seemingly. <laughs> so, yeah, so what occurred to me, what is occurring to me now, this is the most valuable thing that's ever came to pass in my life. So I don't know how many years ago, something shifted dramatically enough that it, it, it uh, offset the balance of what I would call this life. And... When, and the, the, the shifting of the balance revealed itself over time as a state called traveling lighter. That's what it is for me. It didn't change the geography of my life, but a lot of, a lot of roads I would have turned down, I haven't turned down again. It does change a lot of that, but there is, I may get ill, I may get have a kid, who knows, I may not. My girlfriend may find someone else that she likes more than me. A lot of things can happen. It's not promising to just, rearrange all the geography in my life, but I'm going to travel lighter over every bit of it. Yeah? That's incredibly valuable. And I've known it from living it, yeah, for a while now. And uh, if I, if there was a, if there was a, a place to wish, I wouldn't wish for the big, big thing. I would wish for this little, silent, every moment thing. 
this no-thingness of skimming off the possibility of heaviness every second of every day. <laughs> you know, yours and another's too. I mean, I don't brook much fucking drama. I can help it. You know, I try to bring to the point. You know, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't be a good nurse, probably. My girlfriend says you're like nurse, nurse ratchet. You, know, you don't have really good bedside manners because I'm more like the Jesus variety. I want you to get up and walk. I don't want to fluff your pillow too much. I mean, tons of people give me that. I want you to just get up and fucking walk. Something can change. It's a possibility. Yeah. Don't close it down with a story because you'll get caught in your own story. Yeah, and then there'll be there'll be no way out because you. Because the fact is, you can't get out of what you're not in, so there'll be no way out. You know, if you're if you're in the, in the allurement of the cherishing of self, that door can slam behind you, and there'll be no way out in a sense. Like Jesus said, you know, you can't serve two masters at the same time. Why not honor what has brought all this about than what's fucking sitting on it like a like a perch interpreting it why not see that spirit moving through you in what we call consciousness and realize there's even something beyond that which is the awareness of the consciousness there you have it so see it if you're in recovery why not find the roots of the things, you know? I think the obsession with self is how the mind that's identified as self reinforces the obsession. The obsession, the idea of being something you're not has to be reinforced for it to seem to be so. I mean, because the blatant, obvious information that's really readily available is you're not that. I mean, so it has to have a big avalanche of misinformation to keep the story going. So I would say that's basically a pretty good apt description of your activity, the inner dialogue. It's very, very agitated, constantly agitated. And I think that agitation is sort of like the smokescreen that keeps you not being able to see clearly. And so then, if you're not seeing clearly, then all you can do is speculate. And so the mind speculates, hey, there's a thought, I must be the thinker. Speculates feeling, I must be the feeler. Speculates action, I must be the actor. Speculates girlfriend, ah, she's my girlfriend. Speculates time, my time. Yet, but there's no one there to be the claiming. There's just claiming. There's no, there is no claimer. There's no one home. All there is is the emptiness of the internal brightness of spirit, which is full as hell. But to our skewed way of seeing it, it looks empty. Yeah, because it's not a thing. <laughs> it's not taking up space. Yeah, so find out it worked for me, and I'm in the same tribe as you are. I entertained the same possibilities you hear every day at the, at the, in the book, and uh, instead of just being up here. Where when the shit hit the fan, it really didn't have any value. It's now I'm drenched in it, so it has value in my daily life. You know, you know what I mean? It's not like oh, I know I shouldn't be bothered by this, but I am. No, I'm not bothered by it. 
<laughs> and if there's a bothering about it, I'm not that which is bothered by it. So bothering can occur too. Who cares? I'm not that. I don't care what shows up. I'm not that. <laughs> whatever, whatever is at the end of the stick of claiming, I'm not that. I'm not that. That therefore this. There is no this. It's just that. Therefore, <laughs> yeah. It's just a story, honey. It's locking you into an identification, and it's uncomfortable. You know, it's like being in a tight uh, pair of pants and a jacket. That's that's like the mental agitation you're going through. You're stuck. Your your day is bookended by yesterday and tomorrow, and all of that yesterday and tomorrow, which is full of tons of insane ideas, are flooding into this event because this is the only event that's going on. The only way yesterday can have any influence is by being entertained now. The only way the future can have any influence it has to be entertained now. It has no fucking engine of its own. What happens? You can have something really bother you, and you do something you like, right? Or you hear a song you really like. You're just missed from it immediately. Did it take any fucking time to pull your yourself out of that dilemma? No, it's as if the dilemma didn't exist. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, that's a damn good authentic uh, perception right there. It doesn't exist. I've seen it. I had it with this. I was doing workshops in AA in my third year on. I'd go there, no matter what, I had, was in some nasty conditions when I'd sit in that room, and then they'd do it. But in that hour, everything was dismissed. My physical feelings, my emotional content, my mental activity, they were all put to rest. Had no influence whatsoever, and then it was like being a hose with this download occurring. That's it. And obviously, if something that seems so, so true can seem not to be true, in such a sudden, you take no time, it mustn't be so. You know what I mean? How could it be reality if it could be dismissed so easily? <laughs> Just by my attention being taken from it. Yeah? Because I wanted to be attended to something else more. Just like surfing. Go in the water. There's, there's no way Wednesday and Saturday can have any influence on my Thursday if I'm in the water. <laughs> Just a, there's no chance. Oh, wait, look. <laughs> None of that's going on. It's great. Find something you love and have it to be a reminder so that you don't forget this. You don't forget that you're inherently free. If you need a reminder, follow your your passion. Like Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. Follow your bliss and it will give you a free sample of what this, how you can travel on a much more stabilized level. Yeah. Those are our free samples. When you have your passions and you do them, there's such a dismissal of the influence of self in that time. An artist gets into the zone, a basketball player, whatever, musician. They're just, they're like clarion calls. Seek, not seek, but, you know, entertain further. <laughs> Don't just put it into that cubicle, oh, surfing, or only when I'm playing music. Open up to the possibility what's been revealed is much more prevalent than you may imagine. Yeah. You're the one, you're like the light to all the flowers. You're like the sun. The flower dances to your tune. If you're not giving it any attention, it's going to stay closed. Once your attention, it opens up, and then it reveals all these multifaceted colors and textures and smells. But you provoked it. You entertain the possibilities. 
We're busily entertaining impossibilities. Well, I'm just throwing you in you know, a possibility. Entertain it. You see what happens. You may much you you may like this product, this brand of product better. You know, like it's producing ease and lightness. You know, comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, yeah, I want more of that. You know, my mind isn't agitated. Yeah, I love it. You know, when I lay down, I actually lay down. <laughs> my head is running in Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I was sharing at this thing, you know, I was in Turkey for a while, years ago. And Turkey people are great salespeople. Unbelievable. They can sell you anything. And so when they recognize tourists, and they send a guy, and they take you to this place, to this this store, and they start giving you Turkish coffee or apple juice, and they want to sell you rugs, you know? And there's a whole family. It's like they come, they spin the rug out, it's hitting the light, and it's flooding in there. And then they do, and it goes on for hours sometimes. And after an hour, it's like a tag team. They leave, and then the cousins come in, and they do more. And yet there, I'm sitting there going, and I had an immunity because I had no house. You know, I was just traveling around the world. So no matter how enticing the rug was presented, I had a built-in immunity. I don't have a flaw to put the rug on. And they were going, well, we can pack it up so small that you can carry Give me a break. You know? No, 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 no. I don't have a house. I don't have a floor. It's great. I love all the swirling and the, you know, the apple juice. But I'm not, I'm not motivated to buy it. Yeah? Because the basic stage is I don't have any place to put it. This is what sort of happens with this. This advertising that's going on in your head all day trying to sell you something, sell you something. If you believe something, you'll be the biggest consumer of all that bullshit. If something gets broken, you'll have an immunity to it. Yeah? It's time to sell you dreams of being happy, but they're always put off in time. You are inherent. I don't, I don't even like the term happy. It has too much meaning in this place. It's mixed with outside and inside stuff. And Contentment. Contentment's the better bet. Yeah? Because you can be content without the symbols of happiness. You can be quite content. That once you're satisfied, you won't be in the in the in the you won't be in the consumer line to buy these highfalutin ideas of how to get satisfied. You will already be in what they're promising as a result of doing a lot of other stuff. You will actually be it. Yeah? You'll have an immunity to all this stuff. So this is my second time of saying that's it. I mean it this time. <laughs> <laughs>